0: Welcome back to Don't Call It A Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan 1. Oh, Dan 1. No right. transition yet. Not yet. We'll see what happens this episode. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> I fall episode. asleep for 10 hours. We we have finished Seven Eves, which is what Dan is referencing. If you don't know that that's what Dan is referencing, what are you doing? Re- read so this read part three, if you don't know read what I'm talking re- about. Read part three. I'm told that you have a warm up for us, though, Dan. Yeah, I've got a warm up. This is really dumb, but also really important to me. And okay. that is in modern advertising, I think we use number one too much. I think like, when we're. As, an, as a ranking, you mean? As a ranking. When we're describing a product, people are throwing around number one willy nilly, and they're not backing it up with anything. The, the mm-hmm. like, most glaring example that I saw literally today was some company selling dog food. And they said that the dog food's flavor was number one among dogs. And I'm <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> did you, like, okay, maybe they did a huge study, a huge longitudinal study where they got a bunch of dogs and they all preferred this one. I think that that's highly unlikely. I think some marketing person was just like, "No one's gonna check this. Number one among dogs. What are they gonna disagree?" Uh, Okay, yes, that's a ridiculous claim. It's absurd. I (laughs) I do agree with you. The one that I, the example that I have, just that just comes to mind is like whenever I'm watching TV. They always do, you know, before they, right before they come back from commercial, there's an ad for another show on that channel. Mm-hmm. It's always like, the number one new drama. <laughs> it's like, every, that can't be, not all shows can be number one. What does number one mean? What does it mean if all of them are number one? It means they're not. Right. I... I, there's also like in like kids stuff it people they'll say number one among kids and i don't know if it's now it could be that i'm being obtuse here and it's sarcastic and they're like no one would think this is true we're just we can just say this and it's kind of funny because otherwise what what it you're what do you mean it's number one with kids right right what i'm what i'm hearing from you is that We need more like creative descriptors as to why a product is good rather than just just a straight up ranking. It's not as useful or or in a little foreshadowing for an announcement at the end of this section. We need to go back to what they do in the cradle world where they have an actual ranking system in the Black Flame Empire where it's like, okay, Mm. this is the number three toothpaste for people with uh, enamel problems and you know what? Right. That's what I want to pay for. I I don't need number one. Number one's expensive. I'll, I'll pay for number three. That's totally fine. Right. Just have a real <laughs> ranking system. A real ranking system with no nuance. Love that. Yeah, I think it'll work out really well. I think so, too. I think so, too. Speaking that's, of no nuance, that's... Luke, <laughs> should we talk about what happened in part three when these seven eaves decided to do their crazy shit? I would love to. I would love to. Um, where, tell me where you're coming from with the no nuance segue. So there's a brief period where Kath 2 is on a bridge and they're describing the center of the bridge. The legend is that the center of the bridge is the place where she threw the plastic explosive and it blew up when they all made their decision for how their society was going to work. And within that, discussion there's a recognition from the narrator that it was seen as like wise and elegant for about as long as the explosion lasted and then beyond that it was like oh wow this is a terrible this is a terrible system we came up with which i'll say luke good called shot there (laughs) i i would say during this section and I have a, I have a couple notes on this, so this might be more of a just, like, longer one note. Sci-fi writers need to have pictures in their books. <laughs> because I did not have a good picture in my mind's eye of what this whole, like, system looks like. Do you uh, know what the with, eye looks like? Yeah, I think I do. I think I do. So my—so okay. I'll say two things. The first is I'm pretty sure that there was a picture— of the eye in the oh, book. Was there. Yeah. So, like, explicitly, I think the eye was pictured. It wasn't labeled in my version, so I just had to okay. assume that this weird structure that I was shown a picture of a few pages ago was the eye. I also will say I appreciated the ring picture. The b- Right before part three, or right after the the beginning of part three, there was a picture of, like, how the hab ring was situated around Earth. I thought that was good. That was that was mm-hmm. a good picture. It was it's like a fantasy map, you know. It's nice to have that kind of a picture. Right. Yeah. So my understanding for how the eye worked is it was like the ring so like the hab ring orbited the earth like in geosynchronous orbit. So the same part of the ring was pointing down at the earth at all times. Okay. And The eye would be, like, just, like, picture an eyeball, but going through the middle of the eyeball is, like, a hula hoop. Like, and the hula hoop goes exactly through the iris of the eyeball. And that's the habring. The habring is the hula hoop, and the, like, actual eyeball is the eye. And then within that eye, there's, like, a spinning city that's, like, going around where you're... I think my issue was that... I thought that the eye was the spinning city and I was like, this can't look like an eye if it's like going, but that's, that's on me. That's on me. And it leads me into my, my next note, which was just that (laughs) this is, this is changed later. So this was my first impression of this section, um, which we jump, we, we, we jump into like another thing that sci-fi books do at the beginning, which is just like dropping you in. Yeah. And when I when this happened, I was like, I am two thirds of the way through this, this book, I don't want to have to like slog my way through another description. It's it's like, it's not like that for this whole section. But that was my first impression. And I was like, I am just exhausted. So (laughs) I, I again, skimmed through a lot of the like, descriptions of what things look like. It's like we started a whole new book, if I'm being honest, it's like we get to part three, And it's just a different book now because you're right. It's like, so it's like a sequel, Mm -hmm. but like there's just the same exposition that happens at the beginning and we get, it's all new characters. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work that they're asking us to do this far into a pretty long book (laughs) y'all. That's right. This is so, so having this, new exposition was just like peak sci-fi for me (laughs) (laughs) yes yes i will say i was very into the the exposition at the beginning of this part three i think the description of all the stuff the cool sci-fi stuff was very cool the glider Mm -hmm. sounded so dope i was like very into the when Kath 2 got on the glider and took it back up to get on the ring i was like this is how i want to travel (laughs) <laughs> Take a little anti poop pill, cover myself in weird KY jelly, and like slap on a glider. Sounds awesome. It does sound. The glider part sounds awesome. The rest, not so much. the the little The little flight suit made of a bunch of gnats that sounded cool. I thought it was so very okay. Yes, cool. you're... I I agree with you that a lot of the description things were very cool. It just took it just took more work than I was expecting to put in two-thirds of the way through a book. Right, yeah, I I agree. It was it was a good amount of work to visualize this whole new situation we had going on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Although, I will say, throughout this book, they kept describing new science stuff pretty frequently. Like, first it was the Arklets and the Bolo, and then we had to figure out how we were getting this ice comet around, and then we were figuring mm-hmm. out, like, how to manipulate chains, which apparently was super important with that. That one thing was like (laughs) key to so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, the thing is though, that there was like a theme with all, with the first two things. It was like, okay, yeah, I'm like understanding all of these little like space tricks that they have. And then we changed themes. I think Mm -hmm. this is not necessarily like a criticism to be clear. Uh, it was just it was just kind of amusing to me that we were starting over. Yes, uh, yeah, I I agree, I agree. I was surprised at how much new stuff we got introduced to. for sure. Something that I was hoping would get addressed but never was addressed was how the time system on the eye works. Did you catch this? You might not have, because it was kind of a detail. Uh, didn't it say that they they follow whatever time it is on Earth there? Yeah, the eye matches Earth time, which is great in the like theoretical idea for how the eye was supposed to work, which is that the eye was supposed to go all the way around the hab ring in a circle. The problem is the eye doesn't go all the way around the hab ring in a circle because there's blockades set up on either side. Where Red doesn't want the eye coming by. So the eye goes back and forth. Which means, if they're following Earth time, the eye occasionally... Actually, no, not occasionally. For 50% of the time, the eye's time goes backwards. Because they're traveling opposite. Right? This This is something that I... I didn't think about when it happened, so I didn't pay enough attention to to like fully speculate on. I do wonder if they like changed it back when the barriers got put up because the barriers are relatively new, right? I think so. I mean, oh, maybe they're like, screw this daylight savings time nonsense. Right, right. They're just going to stick with one time the whole year. Nobody's got to change their clocks. Yeah. I think that's a good enough reason for me to be team red here. <laughs> they probably got rid of the penny too. Ugh. Yeah, you got to. Just smart. All, all coins. Hot take. <laughs> Grant, actually, this doesn't sound that far off because this is the society that comes from the person that cannibalized someone else because they were hungry. And it was like, you know what? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Do what you got to do. We we get Blue's side of things, and obviously we're supposed to be rooting for Team Blue, and I do this ever, like, on a lot of books, but not necessarily the good guys. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like they are, though, <laughs> right? I don't know. Based on what we've I mean... seen of Red, like, Red is already essentially strip mining the ocean floor to build this infrastructure project that they know has drastic consequences on a native population. And they're like, ah, let's just do it quick. No, they didn't know that the, uh, that the swimmer guys were down there. I thought they did know. Well, okay. Someone says that they don't know that they even exist. Okay. That could be true. That could be true, but part of me is, like, kind of skeptical that they didn't know about these other humans that were on the planet. Like, with this level of technology where they're seeding new life on the planet, they didn't do a quick scan. A quick scan for what was already there to be like, all right, let's just know what we're working with here. Right, I agree, especially for the diggers. (laughs) Right, It's like, how do you guys not know about them already? right you know yeah, like, like exactly where they were going right you knew where to look at least you could have found the hatch and been like oh yeah they're all dead down here well these which... pe- okay so they did search for the hatch we'll acknowledge that and couldn't find it yeah sure which it's like come on guys <laughs> but um but no my my point is the the big falling out seemed to happen around what they're gonna do with cradle right mm-hmm and they made it such that Cradle just never stops down on the like red side of things. And the people in red were like, hey, this doesn't like seem really very fair. Maybe we should like try to try to figure out a more, more equitable more system. Just solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone was like, nah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we're already working on it, so it would be kind of a pain. I don't so I so. get it. I do get it. Okay. I agree with you here. I agree 100%. I think Red is justified in being a little pissed with how the project went forward without them because it's it's definitely putting them at a disadvantage. That's for sure. I think you know, I think this is partly because of the fact that you know, part 3 is a continuation of part 2, and so there's still this like rivalry that's been set up where everybody just kind of hates the red group Mm -hmm. for like these weird historical reasons that really shouldn't matter. And we, we really shouldn't have allowed to happen, but they still happened. Um, and so like, I get that that's how your whack culture is set up. So fine, but you had to have seen war coming as a result of this, right? They're not just going to be like, cool with it. (laughs) Honestly, uh, it's worked out better than I thought it would. I don't but, know if that's a hot take or not. The war, like, <laughs> the the like, there's been. It seems like less conflict and less splintering among the factions than I thought that there would be. Mm, you thought that they would when constantly you, be at war. We, well, just when you consider, let's let's hypothetically think that they didn't do any like, like any subspeciation, in mm-hmm. everyone's. Well, like rootstock is what you're as saying? As similar to each other as they are in our current society. Mm-hmm. I would You would think that there would be a lot more schisms and like groups fighting. Mm, yes, I will say there are, we get some descriptions of little protests that happen and get quelled at the very end of this book when they're like, oh yeah, some of the Q military people We'll go and break up protests and, and stuff like that. And so there's hints that everybody's not super hype about what's going on all the time. But I think you're right. If we it, it's odd that there's just essentially two nations of like what sound like billions of people. Right. I don't know if that's because of their like meddling, right? I don't know if we can attribute that to their like genetic alterations. To make people, like, compatible. I don't know. I I just... To a certain extent, maybe you can modify those things in a person, but, like, the reasons why people fight aren't as simple as, like, oh, yeah, I'm just a more aggressive kind of personality, and Mm -hmm. and so are you, and, you know, we're just going to naturally butt heads. It's like, if that were the only thing... I. I think we could figure that one out. Right. I, I, a one party system for the entire human race for 5,000 years seems unlikely. And so the fact that they've broken it down to like two, is not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The the other thing that makes me think this is a little bit better than expected is that no group is necessarily above each other. Ooh, well, yeah, okay. I mean, not ex, not like explicitly, but they don't really have a lot of, like. Are the Neanders kind of looked down upon in a weird way, or the Neoanders? I mean, yeah. So that could that could be like kind of a an issue. Granted, like this is part of what I was saying. Okay. This leads me to something talking about the Neo leads me to something that I mentioned at the end of last episode where we were like, this isn't even going to look remotely like what people were before the hard rain. <clears throat> the Neo are the first example of this, but like when we meet the fish people, I'm like, okay, yeah, shit is totally wild at this point. Mm-hmm. There is just no connection to the old earth people anymore these are dolphin people now (laughs) and i i just want to acknowledge that this is this is so unrecognizable for for humanity (laughs) right you're saying that they're basically they're not humans anymore yeah these are aliens this is an alien species that we're dealing with this is an alien species that is role-playing humans Mm -hmm. but anyway. To get back to the 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 bigger point of having this worked out as well as it did, I think if we just took our current deal and started over, and this was the way it went, I think it would be kind of successful in this regard, like only having two nations. But I think we've missed some opportunities here. Like, I get. That you all want your children to succeed. Could we have maybe just like not taught them war? Like I know the seven eves you all know about war and have heard about its great atrocities. Could you have just kept that one to yourselves and been like maybe we don't tell them about war? You know? Yeah, okay, sure. I I do think that they would have figured it out. Uh, would they? <laughs> Give it enough time. Um, but I don't know, maybe not. I think you could figure out a way around it like, hey, listen. All right, there can be you can fight amongst yourselves, but if you get in groups bigger than 10, uh what happens is the electromagnetic pulses in your brains will kind of interfere and mm. the whole human race will die. Mhm. Mhm. Cuz it'll send out an Just EMP take pulse. Out, take out anger. Right. Yeah, get out anger. Or what they could have done is okay, Maybe they should have just shuffled up the kids at birth. So nobody knew whose kid was whose. And then just been like, I don't know. Are you going to teach this one about war? Maybe it's not yours. Oh, wow. Yeah. A little nature versus nurture debate. Yeah. That's something that was missing throughout this whole book that I was like frustrated by that they talk a little bit about it with Moira's genetic line where her line is essentially like super influenced by nurture and has a big it has a big impact on their development. But like nurture has a pretty big component in who we are as people, I think. Right? I think so. <laughs> and yeah, all these people are like, oh yeah, I'm a I'm a Dinah. I'm a Viv dinah and so I'm gonna be like this. And that's just that's just yeah. who I am, baby yeah it did get i mean this just goes back to just i the decision by the eaves is just still crazy to me yeah yeah it's super wild it's super wild um and the the interesting thing about this is just well the way that i read this section was just because of the way that we recorded I had a pretty long break between finishing part two and starting part three. So it felt like a whole new book to me as well. Um, which was, I think kind of cool because like I actually felt like the, the eaves were kind of in the past. I don't know if you got that at all. Yeah, there was definitely a break from ending part two to starting part three. And I think the mythology that they presented was very cool. Because, yeah, it was cool to hear about, like, the story from parts one and two as, like, a myth. Like, essentially, like, a biblical story for Mm -hmm. these people. Uh, And it's also interesting that they had, like, exact video footage of it. So they could just, like, replay the words and, like, see what all these people look like 5,000 years ago. That was kind of a cool, like, component of it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of, I think it was Hyperion. So actually, this book reminded me a lot of Hyperion in two ways. The first is how, like, obsessed the current culture was with, like, the past. And, like, they're constantly, like, replaying the epic. And they're, like, obsessed with old artifacts from old Earth. Which we, come on, guys. The old Earth is dead. New Earth is all that is. Just be New Earth. Let it go. But the other reason that it really like hit me with Hyperion kind of vibes was the story in part three where they're like assembling a a, a, like a diverse cast of characters that we didn't know their backstories that they kind of came out over time. And they're going on this quest to like find something. Um, it, It really like it was giving me super significant Hyperion vibes. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely see that. One of the things that I wish that they had given up from Old Earth that's a little bit specific is they we haven't gotten that many new names yet. Like, we're stuck naming everybody after all of this famous stuff all over the place. It's been like 50 generations of people that have come and gone. Get some new names, guys. Where are the yeah. where are the blue ivies and the whatever Elon Musk named his kid There's there is one character that we hear about that I think has a dope name and it's the only one that I remember their name Luke Jamaica Hammerhead 12 <laughs> Whoever named that kid was like fuck you all naming your kid after like comets and like old Dead people, I'm gonna go crazy with it. <laughs> Fair. I will say that's still very old earth centric. Yeah, but at least they're flipping the script a little bit. I I I was I was hoping that we would just get like random sounds <laughs> as names. Well, it sounds like that's what the fish people went with. Fish people were like, you'll be squatch. <laughs> you could call me deep, but it's really dolphin noise whatever <laughs> i don't know look i'm pretty sure that's racist yeah um so yeah i mean okay okay i just want to say did our guy sean not get enough credit uh i mean he got a station named after him didn't he I. that's not enough Ooh, you think if there's one more. person most responsible mm-hmm. for yeah. the survival of the human race, it's Sean. Well, okay. Pause here because we learned that there was mole people. Just a okay, you know, sure. A little called shot from Dan. Way to go, Dan. Mole people. Uh, and there were sea people. Okay, okay. Yes, excluding them. Sure, but but among mm-hmm. our spacers, mm-hmm. Sean only gets like a station named after him, and that's it. This is an outstanding point. Yeah. I feel like... Why are we so obsessed with Greenwich? As the name of our, like, main capital zone? Name it. Sean. Like... any sculptures of Sean everywhere. Sculptures of Sean would be great. Who cares that much about the Seven Eves? I get it. They're your moms. But also, Sean, basically single-handedly saved everyone yeah. i feel like we have an opportunity in the mythos for sean to be the like global dad of everyone you know what i mean mm-hmm. like sean could be the father of all because of his right, heroic actions because everyone's got a different quote-unquote mother give give sean the, the father of everyone. something he deserves like, some more credit you're so right <laughs> I mean, part of this, I assume, is because most of their, well, I don't know if this is necessarily true, but I assume that most of their, like, history comes from the recordings of the epic. Mm -hmm. And Sean makes, if he's in there at all, makes a very small appearance, like, physically. Yeah, but they all know that the only thing that saved them was the ice comet. And they all know where it came from, right? Right. They don't think, I don't think anybody thinks that Dinah went on her own, found a comet that happened to be close by, and then the story picks up with Dinah grabbing a comet. No. We all all know Sean did that. Uh, I feel like every third baby should be named Sean. Uh, This is so true. At least. Give me every other baby. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be. Got Sean it. needs so much credit. You're so right. There should be statues of Sean. That should have been the first statue they made. And I yeah. guarantee it wasn't. No. I think it's time for the fish people to take over. Now that you mentioned this. I think spacers are over. Fish people, it's their time. Because they probably fish would have appreciated clearly, it. Clearly the best. Fish people, clearly the best. Um, before we get to them, I just want to just do a quick... Uh, big move by our boy, Doc, which I just want to say confusing names. Mm, It's very confusing. But big move by him to just be like, I'm not talking to boring people anymore. I actually love it. (laughs) I think we all can agree. It's a great move for an old guy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I like that he makes a list. (laughs) Uh (laughs) I'm just curious how Kath too makes that list. Ooh. Of who to because, avoid? Because, like, because she. I don't really know why she's so, like, cool. When you say is this, cool. Is this a hot take? When you say cool, what are you talking about? Like, I feel like about? she. Okay. Doc seems to be, like, like super duper famous right Mm -hmm. very one of the most important people Mm -hmm. it seems in the in the universe yeah 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 he's like responsible for the terraform project yeah i don't know like kath too doesn't seem to have like remarkable enough qualities to make that person's list Mm -hmm. i mean maybe we're just not seeing it yet and she, yeah. like, has great jokes, but they're off-camera? Well, I, she, I mean, she's good at flying gliders. Okay, sure. Big, big key there. Uh, maybe, maybe Doc is just interested in the, like, Moira phenomenon. Mm. And Cath, too, is an interesting example of that. Because maybe. I I agree, we don't get a lot of of Cath 2's like personality. We get a lot of her thoughts, but we don't get a lot of her interacting with people in a way that makes her seem interesting or cool. Right, exactly. So it's got to be there's got to be something we aren't seeing, which can I make a suggestion? Cath mm. 2 is one of them that finally grew a tail. Okay. And we're just not hearing about it sure right well because obviously moira when she was messing with the the secret sauce to make her offspring put a little bit of squirrel in there right well i mean just whatever whatever is best at the time right it's like maybe cath 1 was in a situation where she could have used a tail yeah but all the all of the moiras have one thing in common luke and that is that they don't really have a house anywhere Mm -hmm. and so they have a bunch of hidey holes that are that are left everywhere they essentially have a bunch of acorns that they've buried and forgotten about okay true and that's i feel like that's one of the latent effects of moira failing eight times and then saying you know what this is number nine i got one more shot at it let me try squirrel i'm gonna put a little squirrel in there Love a squirrel. And it worked out. It did work out. I do think that the squirrel has got to be the, like, emblem of the Moira. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If if this is like a Hogwarts house situation, the Moira crew is getting squirrel. Yeah, the noble squirrel. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which kind of, yeah, kind of a cool animal actually in this instance I think that would be a good emblem for them you're right you're right <laughs> I, related to this though and this thing with the Moiras I'd like to pitch a product for the Moiras to you Luke are you ready for this yeah I'm ready okay so you're just you know you're watching your uh, vape thing I can't remember what the name of the screen was it, re- it sounded like it was a vape thing What's the name of it? Anyway, you're watching your vape. There's a new sitcom, and then an ad comes on, and it's like, "Are you, are you a Moira who who is looking to shake things up a little bit? Are you in a are you in a dead end marriage that you don't want to have to go through the the heavy lifting of getting a divorce for? Are you struggling with a lot of credit card debt? Welcome to U plus one, and the door opens, and it's a it's a spa, and Uh, Essentially, how it works is a Moira goes in, gets a little makeover, comes Mm. out. Uh, I'm Cath 4 now. Okay. I'm just Cath 4 now. Uh, The old Cath is dead. So whatever attachment you had to the old Cath, sorry, uh, that, (laughs) that chick's gone. But I'm here now, and it's all good. I do think that this is a good idea, especially... Okay, so you would have to... Let me think. Because you could make this adaptable to those specific Moira's request. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It'd be like a little escape room, right? Because they have to go through some kind of experience. Oh, you're saying actually force them to go... To a, a next level. I'm saying, just give him a makeover. Oh, you're saying a fake one.
1: <laughs> I'm saying, oh. give him a
0: makeover and have him be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just tell everyone you're Cath Four now or whatever, and you're totally good. Oh, okay, we went two different directions. So you're saying you're you're saying not a real transformation, just a like. Yeah, you know, obviously they don't tell people how it works. It's just as soon as the Moira gets in there, they're like, hey, so I don't want to have to hit you with this baseball bat. So what we're gonna do. <laughs> is we're going to give you a new eyebrow line and we're going to just, <laughs> we're going to say that you're number four now. Okay. Okay. I think, okay. I think both of our, both of our options are good. Um, but you I like your idea. Yay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're saying put them through like a saw esque trap situation. Right. But they can choose, right? It's like, Hey, what would you like to change about yourself? Mm. which is kind of dark but <laughs> uh <laughs> but they can like do. do i it has probably has to be broad right like you mm. have to be like i want this type of experience and they mm. probably have little subcategories right like i want to be a more confident public speaker and maybe they throw you yeah. out in front of everybody in the front of the class with your underwear on or something like that i, I just thought of this that you're gonna love okay yeah yeah a training montage for a moira Always works. A Moira always works. Right? Because they just need to be in a specific situation to, like, develop themselves into being successful in that situation. So a little training montage. Oh, this is so true. It's perfect. You have, like, guaranteed results. And, and all of the, like, BS training things that people think where you can like stress someone into being better at a certain skill. It's like kind of true for a Moira where you can right. like, you could like, I don't know, set off a bunch of firecrackers while she's trying to do a, a ballet and that's going to make her better at doing the ballet because you could cause a weird transformation in her a weird right. PTSD cause it, thing. Cause it, in general, at least how I'm reading it, they go through a change that makes them like more suited for the situation mm-hmm. that they evolve during yes right yes pretty pretty good i will say it seems to like actually change them in such a way that you could argue that the person actually is dying oh it seems super fucked up actually yeah <laughs> it no it totally does because well, so yeah, I don't they, know how many people would actually choose to like change to like kill their current self for right. to birth a new one Yeah, that seems super scary <laughs> right right so I think I think my business idea, my original business idea of just having them fake it has a lot of potential here mm-hmm. well th- these are these are compatible. Products. Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah. You have a deluxe package. You don't know which one's fake. Exactly. Yes. And you can't prove it because guess what? Their DNA is the same. So good luck. While we're on this, I just want to ask uh any preference on which descendant you'd want to be? Uh, fish people. <laughs> okay. Uh, fish people, of course, the best. Everybody's saying it. <laughs> no question. Fish people. Um, if I had to be a spacer, I mean, I think the Tekla, Teclans guys. Ooh, okay. I just like, I mean, and this is this is true from when we read Red Rising as well. I think the big beefy boys who are strong and good at fighting sound so fun to me. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Sure, I'm into it. That or like I a think that's dinin. There, it's either that or a dinin, because a dinin sound like they can party. <laughs> The thing is, I feel like you're choosing the two that arguably have the most pressure on them. Mm. <laughs> like, Dinans are always looked to as the leader, which is a lot of pressure. And the the Teclans are always, like, the most, like, uh, have the most responsibilities, I feel like. Mm-hmm. They're, like, practical. They're very, like, pragmatic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What would you... Yeah, what are you going, Luke? I... I don't know, but I feel like maybe an Ivy. Okay. Just be kind of a smart boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honestly, this is going to sound really lame. Camilla sounds kind of nice. Yeah, I knew exactly. I knew you were going to say that, Luke. You're such a Camilla. <laughs> you just like get along with everyone. That sounds cool. Yeah, and then they end up in the red region beca- because they're just fine with whatever yeah no that's fine (laughs) have a backbone luke (laughs) i i also put like maybe moira because of being like so adaptable but i am not i'm not i don't know about that i don't think i think i'd be too scared about waking up one day and dying yeah yeah Yeah, it also seems you get like you sleep a little bit too much sometimes just like vom all over the place yeah, it doesn't sound pleasant at all. It doesn't sound pleasant. Okay, I'm glad that none of us cho- chose Julia, though. I'm just oh, going to yeah. say it. I don't... Julia shouldn't get a day. Like, why are we still giving Julia a day? Everybody else? I think, fine, give them a day. That's nice. Julia's kids? They. Julia got a day. You know what? Julia got a day when she was president. It was called President's Day, and she fucked that up. So no day for Julia anymore dad's sticking to just hating hating julia which is fair um (laughs) and julia does seem to be the one that you at least want to be yes yes julia and i think it was ida are the two yeah julia and ida i i want to go back to the agreement that we all made when we made the seven eaves And Julia and Ida were like, hey, we're basically going to be making children that are like the opposite of yours to fight. At what point can we say, you know what? We've got this figured out. We can let two of you go. I don't think it's going to work out with our company to have the two of you creating antagonists to our protagonists. So like, we've already got the gene sequencer. Camilla's cool with just chilling. So, bye. We're a threat. We're, you guys can go out the airlock and do your own thing like you wanted to with the fucking swarm. But, like, we're not going to let you just make the opposite of all of our kids. Right. I, okay, For I, I will say, I don't think that this was Julia's thing. I think that this was just Ida. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But... I mean, when when they're making this decision and Ida does the curse, it's like, okay, well, no, (laughs) you're not part of it. Right. Just no. You you can say no. We're all going to be buddies. Ida, sorry. You tried to murder all of us. Julia sucks, but like, I don't know. She's not openly hostile. So right. Like at the point where they figure out how they're going to be able to propagate the human race without like needing everyone where they can do it with less than I don't know a hundred people and they're like yeah we just got this gene sequencer and we can just make kids at that point you can be like Ida you're either on board or you're off board the ship dog I gotta think that there's a couple meetings where like Ivy or or one of the other ones comes up to Moira and is like hey just like don't make hers work this is such a good point Put a little error in the code. Or just make hers. uh, Maybe we'll all vote behind her back. We'll have secret meetings that Ida doesn't know about where we're like, how are we actually going to make her kids, guys? Yeah. And they don't tell her. They're just like, yeah, this is the the same thing as Camilla. And like. And is just like, yeah, I don't know why I keep messing it up. I don't know. It's imprecise science. So. <laughs> it's more of an art than a science, and I'm not a great <laughs> artist. Don't call me Pablo Picasso. <laughs> anyway, here's your kid. I'm still working on my squirrel one over here. <laughs> I think that's the move. That's for sure. What's Ida going to do? You know? <laughs> she can't operate the machines. Uh, okay. So Ida, clearly, we should, have, we should have said no to. I think, I know I, I came down hard on Julia, but I'm actually a little bit impressed by Julia the more I think about it. Like, Julia's skill set is pretty impressive when you think about it. Because what Julia and like her progeny are able to do are weave a story out of thin air... That will convince people who have the facts that disagree with that story. Mm-hmm. That's like very impressive to be able to do. Right. So like... And, and this is why red is so much better than blue. I At least I assume at like controlling the narrative. Exactly. Exactly. Because they're just like trained to like fabricate bullshit that is able to like blind people who know that it's wrong and know that the people spinning this tale don't know what the fuck they're talking about and this it goes all the way back to julia being able to convince so many people to leave in her swarm and to go do what she said for no other reason than she said it yes it is a very good skill and we oh go ahead (laughs) impressive i just wanted to say impressive okay (laughs) yes okay yes it is it is a very good skill i also think that there's an argument that julia kind of redeems herself not redeems herself but like is being altruistic with her choice of like how to change her offspring because the choice that she makes is that like i'm gonna dial up this ability to like, you know, see all the possibilities and like worry about everything even though it's going to make like a lot of my children like miserable. I th- I feel like that's kind of a sacrifice. I don't know, Luke, because like it would be a sacrifice if she was doing it for the sake of everyone else. It would be a sacrifice if she was like, "Hey, you guys, I'm going to make the ones that bear the burden of seeing all the possibilities for everyone and doing what's right for everyone, but they're all going to be miserable. It would be another, if it was like, I want my genes to continue on as long as possible. And so my kids are going to be able to see the future essentially for themselves. And they're going to hate it and never be excited about what the future looks like, but they're going to be able to survive fair. And it's like kind of selfish in the sense that like Julia is cursing her children to be miserable for their whole lives that's true i guess it's not really a sacrifice on her part no she's already miserable she's just like yeah my kids will hate it too don't worry okay fair enough fair enough so we still come down hard on julia i just think it's. of course we're coming down hard on julia (laughs) she's terrible uh probably maybe they should have let her have one kid that they also just changed what the deal was with the kid like ida yeah yeah um okay i want to talk well we're all in agreement that the diggers had the worst time right ooh Right. If we're thinking of who had the best time, the very bottom is diggers, middle is spacers, top has got to be fish people. (laughs) Top has got to (laughs) be. So yeah, I okay. I think that there's some 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 argument that could be had about about one two diggers definitely at the bottom. Yes. Uh, just tough five thousand years (laughs) for these guys. (laughs) I mean, they're in like a small space. Not a ton to do, I don't think. I am mm-hmm. I was trying to think, like, what could have made... Like, what were they doing? Or what could have made this experience better? Mm. Like, do they have video games? Well, they were they ha- able to develop new video games? It doesn't seem like it. Because it seems like everybody has reverted in their technological prowess. Because they're right. not able to make microchips. And I think... Pretty sure fish people and diggers have basically no microchips. Like, they're not digital at all. Right. I know that fish people got more technology because it's more at the bottom of the ocean, but I I think that you're right about, like, like wireless communication and all that stuff. Yeah, so I don't think video games... We do learn that they got really deep into chess. (laughs) So that but that's yeah. that's only you can only do that for so long during the day so they've gotta have do you th- come up with something else do to you do. think that they've got like a soccer field down there They're like i know we have limited space but i'm this is a basketball court now we get we're having this is a basketball court right <laughs> yeah luke you're saying with their extremely limited space their highly valuable real estate they're gonna take up enough of it to make a full basketball court, when yeah. they could be growing food or something. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Half court? Yeah. And you're just playing horse the whole time. Do, you to do a half court. You have to take it to the half court line if you, you if the ball back? changes possession. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Perfectly reasonable. Fair enough. Sure. Also, maybe um, you shorten it. Maybe it's a quarter court, because everybody's shorter anyway. Like these are dwarf people that are coming out. No three no three pointers. No three pointers. Everything's worth one. And and you lower the rim so you get sweet dunks. Okay. You definitely lower the rim. Yeah, of course. If there's no ref, you the the rim is gonna be like five feet off the ground. <laughs> because I'm imagining these people are like four and a half feet tall. I I gotta think that hide and seek has completely lost all its like charm Mm -hmm. because I know all the spots already. (laughs) There's no new hiding spots. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's so true. Uh, maybe they're just really into books, you know, Mm -hmm. like they kind of bred out of the population, anybody that wanted to run around or. Play basketball. Well, we'll keep basketball. But everybody else, they were like, "You're gonna be a reader. We need people to read these encyclopedias." They do have those. I hope that there are like new novels coming out. Ooh, there've got to be. They have paper. They have a lot of paper. I. It is a limited supply of paper. So you gotta think. If you write a. If you write a bad first book, you're not getting a second chance. It's like I'm not wasting paper. On your garbage fanfic, we're eating you. That book was so bad. You are going to feed the diggers. Do you think that's yeah. why? Do you think that's why Red teamed up with them so quick? Red knew that they'd been Jeez. eating people down there, and they're like, "Oh, us too." That's got to be in the back of their minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like kind of an unsaid bond, right? Right. Which I would hope at this point the Blues have figured out that they shouldn't ostracize. A society for just ha- doing a little light cannibalism <laughs> it's totally true but i don't know totally true um <laughs> it was a mistake <laughs> the first time the biggest mistake some would say yeah one thing that i don't really understand about this whole red blue dynamic and the thing that happens at the end who are the reds convincing with this video because it sounds like it's hyper like it's super racially segregated like if i'm a moira i'm not gonna go over to live in red because that's where the Aiden's <laughs> and the julians live and the k some of the k like so whatever propaganda they come up with and blast over to me i'm not going i what what do you mean yeah yeah it's a little bit unclear to me what the big goal is here. I, I'm, it's also a little bit unclear to me, other than like the morality of it, why we're, why we're talking, why we're like even negotiating with the Diggers. It's like, you guys have bow and arrows. <laughs> and there's like a thousand of you. Ten thousand, Luke. And Ten thousand of you. I think they were impressed by their gumption. The great gumption because Sharp. think about the moment think about the moment they looked outside and we're like is are those spaceships oh no they've got spaceships oh no okay 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 listen up guys we're, we're gonna be fine we're gonna be fine we're gonna keep them off the earth it's ours <laughs> and we can keep them off just just by the power of rhetoric we've read the encyclopedia so many times they're not gonna know what to do with our knowledge Hey, hey, Gerald, show him the dunk. That dunk you've been working on? <laughs> show him the dunk. No one's coming back from a dunk like that. No, not from Gerald. Kid broke five people's ankles. <laughs> I I also think there's more diggers out here. Oh, for sure. 100% there's more diggers out there because the only one we heard about worked. What? Right, one for one so far. This is, this is reinforcing my super, super hard belief from the beginning of this, that everybody should have just been going underground the whole time, and that should have been the move. The one that we heard about made it 5,000 years and came out and challenged the spacers for dominance on the planet. Granted, they had no shot at all of, of actually winning that fight, but they were willing to try. Right. And their big issue was that they couldn't excavate more right yeah, kind of an issue I gotta think I gotta think someone's come getting around this, yeah, like like there's got to be some system of like airlocks you could you could have designed right to shoot rocks out of the mountain, or maybe you could like eat them I don't know, you gotta just do something with them, so like, yeah, no, no, no breed people that can eat rocks. <laughs> everybody tries a rock if they survive that's your new uh that's your new stud that's how the fish people happened (laughs) they threw 10 people out the airlock into the ocean and the one that made it back well there you go listen if if you're a mole person and can digest rocks you're a star right right you're you're like expanding the horizons of this whole society because you can you can hey gerald can not only break ankles like it's no like there's no tomorrow he also cleared out a new lot for us to build uh, a suburb last month also also guess what now we don't have to use this space for crops because gerald can eat rocks more basketball courts (laughs) we can get a full court now (laughs) this is so true this is so true And definitely wasn't an oversight that I had when I was like, everybody should go underground. It's just that they weren't creative enough with how Mm. to expand their, their territory. Right. Also, they could have dumped it underwater. There was water down there. Just dig a hole to the water and then push Mm. all the rocks out into the ocean. Sure. Would have worked, guys. Would have worked. Come on. This is what happens when you get stupid people making tunnels. Hmm. yeah there's definitely a whole system of even better mole people that are just like yeah we don't even need the surface i don't even care about the spacers up there Oh, you guys are repopulating the surface why it's super cool down here yeah we're having we're having cool matrix style raves like every day (laughs) everybody loves everybody loves uh the the human situation in the matrix Worked out really well, but they've also got Elder Scrolls Six, so win win. Mm. Jokes on you. Something I am glad has survived up until now, though, Luke. Pizza, pizza, baby. Spacers never forgot. They were like, you know what? We've we've traveled the the space around Earth. We've gone through a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, you gotta have pizza. Hard to, hard to beat pizza. I wonder if the styles, like, if it's the same. You're saying it's all got pineapple on it. I do. I do think that pineapple on pizza should be the dominant style. (laughs) Um, I was more thinking, though, you think they got, like, deep dish, Chicago deep dish? And they're like, I don't know why we call it Chicago style pizza, but it's very unhealthy. (laughs) Uh, they and... should uh, you know what no 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 it's called sean pizza mm. the the best kind of pizza that they have available they've named after sean here's here's something that we're gonna do actually okay. To circle back to your intro mm-hmm. uh everything that's voted number one is called sean <laughs> that's the new that's the new term for number one it's, it's sean approved sean. if it's the number one thing it's sean approved That's perfect. (laughs) Right. It acknowledges that he knows best and that best is Hawaiian pizza. Obviously. Obviously. Okay, last last thing I want to just briefly touch on before we get to reviews. In part three, there is a little bit of discussion about Tav was the social media guy, right? His name was Tav. Mm -hmm. About Tav and how Blue kind of took it as a, like a warning tale about how you shouldn't get too dependent on social media because it can have some seriously negative consequences. Within that story, we learned that historians did like a deep dive into all of what Tav's been up to. And apparently while he was in the arklets he was watching porn tav you're doing space porn and you haven't even been off earth for like a year are the other people in your arklet like cool with that what what, yeah i do wonder how he's getting privacy one getting privacy two getting the bandwidth for this kind of a Of a process when they're like, hey, we've got to send communications to that arclet over there. Maybe we'll form a cool trading heptad. But I'm having trouble getting a connection. Is everybody, is anybody on the Wi-Fi right now? (laughs) Meanwhile, Tab's over here like, uh, give me, give me a couple minutes, please. Couple minutes. (laughs) Like, is he beaming it from, like, this also means, do they have a huge repository of porn that they saved from old earth well so either that or they're making new porn <laughs> which could could be the case but also who has who's had who has the time and resources to be making this what what unless he's got like a a private stash that he's brought up with him that's in like a homework folder magazines Oh, you're saying it's Magnus. No, 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 It's on his computer because they could look at okay. his like camera. They could see in the mirror of what he was looking at on his computer. I got to say that's rude. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's extremely rude. Yeah. You got to delete the man's history before you go snooping. It's really insensitive uh, for everyone. I mean, it's mentioned, but I don't know. I don't love it. Yeah, it's not great on all fronts. I'll just say, Tav, come give it a rest for a little bit. Wait, wait a couple years, I think, before you like try and dip back into that well because you've got other things to do. I think. Right. I mean, Luke, should we get to reviews? <laughs> let's do. Let's do some reviews. Um, I'll go. I'll go first. I, I honestly was skeptical at the beginning of this section, but really enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed the last section. The first two sections also good. I think Um, a little too technical for me, which is not necessarily a a bad thing. Um, The, the couple qualms that I had were were one i didn't I didn't love the the Julia controversy I mean it needed to be in there but i didn't I didn't love it uh I also would have loved to get more time with this with the with the sea boys Oh we C needed C more about the fish people yeah they only got like they only got like 10 pages on screen that's 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 tough right because well, show us the what, best show us what's under the flaps. Let's get in there. Also, they're the only ones that we can't hear talk. So I want to hear what their, their opinions on mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, give me a little bit more of that. Otherwise, though, I actually I enjoyed this more than I thought that I would, honestly. Mm. Okay. This is interesting because I actually, I think I preferred parts one and two more than part three. Mm. I thought parts one and two were very cool. I really liked the fact that they were dealing with what would happen if everyone on earth had like a death sentence. I thought that that like idea was very cool. And so that was really hooked me for parts one and two. And part three, I was into at the very beginning because I thought all the like cool new stuff that they had built was interesting to read about. I was less interested in the ending bits. I felt like the the fact that the mole people and the fish people existed was like a little bit a little bit too good to be true. Like everybody died, but the people we heard about who did go underground or underwater, they all made it. Right, the success rate was a little too high. Yeah, it felt a little too high. I get it that it was like like it it was very much this story about how history is constantly like informing our present and like the you know the past the narrative of the past still is important today and that like can help form like inform human relationships i get that that's the message i just felt like the the battle that we had going on between the the diggers and blue and the the thing at the end was like i wasn't as into it I wasn't as into it, I don't Mm. think. Um, Sure, that's fair. I I think that for me, you're going to get me with a time jump no matter what. (laughs) Okay, I got you. I got you. I will say I like the book overall. I think it was a good book. I had a lot of fun reading it. Um, I just, I preferred the beginning bits to the end bits. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, that's that's the wrap up for Seven Eves, good book. Next week, pretty exciting. Uh, the new Cradle book, super exciting. <laughs> Luke Bloodline came out while Bloodline, we were doing these episodes. Bloodline is is here. Uh, we're gonna be a week or two late, but that's okay. That's okay. No, we're we're keeping our we're keeping our uh sights off of the cradle subreddit no spoilers Mm-hmm. stand away very from very exciting we're going we're only going to do one episode so read the whole book if nice you book. haven't already but you like of course you have because right, who you hasn't have. and also i don't know who i'm talking to with this but if you haven't read cradle you've got a week <laughs> to do all of them that's plenty of time plenty of time man. plenty of time plenty of time we are going to do a little teaser episode i think uh so so check out our feed a day or two before when the Bloodline episode is supposed to come out uh for a little teaser on what we're looking for in Bloodline. Mm-hmm. What we're excited about. Yeah. Yeah, get excited for that. Man, Luke. This this book was a bit of a wild ride, this seven Eves, but um you know, I gotta say, even even if We heard that the white sky was coming and there was going to be a hard rain. I'd I'd still be here next week with you, coming up with some hot takes. I'd be here too, being a dumb nerd.